Good evening, my dear friends. I'm sitting because I have something very serious to talk to you about. It will help you if you apply them in your life. So please pay attention to me. I've prayed over this sermon. It is going to help you a lot. I want to reclaim my spiritual weapons. Weapons are for destruction. We use weapons to destroy. You know what is going on in the world. Ammunitions, we call them. There are some spiritual ammunitions you use. You need to use them against the enemy because you cannot fight him on your own. So listen to me very carefully. My gracious Heavenly Father, be with me. I'm going to my lips to speak what your children need to know. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray it. Amen. It's going to be in two parts. So if I don't finish today, I will continue next week. But don't miss out. We are fighting against an invisible being called Satan. And we have to use invisible weapons against him. It's not somebody you can see to fight or to kick or to hit. He's invisible. Jesus has given us the authority to go and destroy the works of the devil because he has done that already in 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. Listen to these assuring words. He that committed sin is of the devil, for the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, for this purpose, the reason why Jesus came into the world was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. So we can destroy the works of the devil because the Bible tells me, John 16, 33, These things are spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Satan has been defeated. So Jesus said in Matthew chapter 28 and verse 18, he gave us this assurance as well. So with Jesus on our side, Satan is no match. But without Jesus, we are no match to him. He will destroy us. He said, Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, verse 18 of Matthew 28, All power, not some power, is given unto me in heaven and on earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have given you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Until you die, Jesus says, I am with you. I have given you all the power so we can overcome the devil. Paul said something in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, telling us that this warfare is not carnal, but spiritual. 2 Corinthians 10 and then verse 4. Listen to how he puts it. For the weapons of our welfare are not carnal. They are not guns. They are not cutlasses. But mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Even though we are not using guns, yet you can bring down every evil force that is against you. Ellen White, my favorite writer, says, if you connect with God, listen carefully, if you connect it's like plugging in to the source of power with God, fearing him, obeying him, 
and giving to the world a living example of what the Christian's life should be, you will fulfill your obligation to God and to your fellow men. Our life is not our own, never was and never can be. Connect with God of wisdom and love. You will demonstrate to the world the fact that you are not living for this world and for that which is temporal and eternal. So if you connect with God, you have no problem. So how can I connect with God? I'm sharing with you eight weapons that you can use against the devil. You remember what the advice Paul gave us in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 to 14. Ephesians 6, 10 to 14. He says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Don't allow any witch, anybody to scare you. I'm going to curse you at Akonadio. I'm taking you to a voodoo man. Don't be afraid of that. Put on the whole armor of God. There you are. So it's a, it's a warfare that you may be able to stand against the virus of the devil. This fight is not against a nation. It's not against your mother or your father. It's a demonic fight. It's a devilish fight. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of the world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wicked people, in the night when you are sleeping, then they're having a meeting about you. When you are doing your best, giving them money, they use your money against you in a meeting in the night to destroy you. So you need to arm yourself, the Bible says. It says, stand therefore, having your loins get about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. So arm yourself because it is a warfare. Weapon number one, the name of Jesus Christ. I didn't say Jesus. Did you know that Satan has adopted the name Jesus? And that is why many people are using the name Jesus to do miracles. And you think they are calling the name Jesus Christ. It's another Jesus. Satan is clever. He has transformed himself into an angel of light. He's very clever. Philippians chapter 2, verses 10 to 11 tells me that at, that, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in the earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord to the glory of God the Father. When you add the Christ, he becomes a savior, powerful, saving you from the powers of darkness. So use that name. When you call the name Jesus Christ, it announces Christ's presence to Satan. It reminds Satan of his defeat on the cross and gives you authority as his representative. In Acts chapter 16, verses 16 to 18, a little girl was harassing Paul, and Paul turned to him and then rebuked the evil spirit. How did he say it? Acts chapter 16, 16 to 18. And it came to pass as we, that is Paul and Luke, went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by suit saying, the same followed Paul and us, and Christ saying, these are the servants of the Most High. The demons know who you are. They know whether the Spirit of God is in you, which show unto us the way of salvation. 
praise the Lord. They show the way of salvation, not miracles. Miracles mean nothing. They are just magic, magical things. And this she did many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. So the name Jesus is power. It destroys the weapons of Satan. It is an airstrike to Satan's weapons. Paul used this tool against Satan. You can use it too. Tool number two, and that is why I'm advising you, don't play with the name Jesus Christ. Mention it with respect. Even in your prayer, don't be repeating it. Remember Jesus said, avoid vain repetition in your prayer. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. No, that is a mighty name. You use it only when Satan is attacking you. Don't make fun of that name. The number, number two is the blood of Christ. That blood, Satan is scared of it. He's not scared of the blood of bulls. That is what Hebrews chapter 10 said, that the first covenant, which was by animals, couldn't save us. The people couldn't keep that covenant. And that is why it was necessary for Jesus to come. People don't understand it, and they say the whole Old Testament is not and void. You see, it's, it's sad that people are being misled. Well, listen to the Bible in Revelation chapter 12. And the great dragon was cast out, verse 9, that old serpent, called the devil and Satan, who deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And they overcame him, Satan, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they were not even afraid to die. When the blood of Jesus Christ is with you, you have nothing to be afraid. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 18 to 19, 1 Peter 1, 18-19. I feel safe when I quote the Bible, so I don't say things from my mind. It's not safe. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spots, we were redeemed from the devil by the blood so the mention of the blood of Jesus Christ neutralizes everything of Satan. Colossians chapter, chapter 1. Let me add one more text to you. Colossians chapter 1. Use it against him. He's afraid of the name and the blood of Jesus Christ. Colossians 1, 12 to 13, 14, and 20. Giving thanks unto the Father, which had made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light who had delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Verse 20. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him I say, whether there be things in earth or things in the heaven. So Jesus has redeemed you with the blood. The mention of the blood of Jesus Christ represents the death of Christ. The death of Jesus finally and actually defeated Satan and his demons and sealed their doom. The mention of the blood stains Satan's hands and causes him to tremble because he killed Jesus. He demanded blood. 
The very mention of the blood of Jesus is torment in the ears of the demons. He leaves the, his victim once that blood name is called. Claim the cleansing power. So if there's an addiction in you, claim the blood of Jesus. That is the meaning of Ezekiel chapter 36, verses 22 to 27. I was sprinkling clean water. The clean water there is symbolic of the blood of Jesus. We are covered by the blood. We are sheltered by the blood of Jesus Christ. And dear brother or sister, when Satan would fill your mind with despondency, gloom, and doubt, resist his suggestions. Tell him of the blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses you from all sin. You can save yourself from the tempter's power, but he trembles and flees when the merits of that precious blood are urged. Then will you not gratefully accept the blessings Jesus has bestowed upon you, says Ellen White. We are cleansed by the blood. Satan cannot stand the mention of the blood's name. You can overcome him. The efficacy of the blood of Christ is to be presented to the people with freshness and power, that their faith may lay hold upon its merits. As the high priest sprinkled the warm water, I mean warm blood, upon the mercy seat, while the fragrant cloud of incense ascended before God, so while we confess our sins and plead the efficacy of God's atoning blood, our prayers are to ascend to heaven, fragrant with the merits of our Savior's character, says Ellen White. So when you are having an addiction, a habit is taking you away from Christ, claim the blood of Jesus Christ to cleanse you, and he will cleanse you. Number three, the word of God. Quoting scripture is like driving a sword through his chest. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17. Memorize the promises of God and quote them in prayer against Satan. Pray through the promise of God. This is what I mean. For example, Isaiah 41, verses 10 to 13. Isaiah 41, verses 10 to 13. When any time anybody is carrying you, don't be afraid. Just open your Bible and claim the promise. Fear not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and be confounded. They shall be as nothing, and they that strive with thee shall perish. Thou shalt seek them and shall not find them, even them that contend with thee. They that war against thee shall be as nothing, as a thing of naught. For I, the Lord, thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help you. So memorize. Psalm 27, memorize it. Psalm 23, memorize it. Psalm 70, memorize it. Memorize some Psalms so that you can use it against the devil. Memorize Psalm 121. Memorize Psalm 126. Memorize Psalm 128. Powerful sermon. I mean, promise of God. And all these will equip you to fight against Satan. Weapon number four. Fasting and prayer. In Matthew chapter 17, verse 21, Jesus himself said this. It's not anybody who said it. It's, it wasn't Peter. It wasn't anybody, but Jesus said it. When the, a little boy who was possessed was brought to Jesus and they couldn't heal him, Jesus healed the boy and he said, How be it this can go it not out, but by prayer and fasting. They asked him, Why couldn't we do it? He says, This thing comes out of fasting and prayer. 
Jesus, even though he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, in his ministry, he was setting days aside in fasting and prayer. Fasting and prayer of faith, a song of faith, followed by a command of faith paralyzes Satan and his demons. You must exercise strong faith and not fear what you hear from the demon. When you have a bad dream, don't be afraid. Just wake up and call the name of Jesus Christ. Just sing, quote scripture, and command faith. Fasting humbles you before God. Fasting helps us to overcome our weaknesses. It is not to bribe God. It is simply to say, I am at my wit's end. I need your help, and God will help you. Satan will reinforce, listen to Ellen White, my favorite writer. Satan will reinforce his evils, evil angels who have controlled these persons. But if the saints of God would, with deep humility, fast and pray, their prayers will prevail. Jesus will commission his holy angels, hallelujah, to resist Satan, and he will be driven back and his power broken from off the afflicted ones. Read Mark 9.29. And he said unto them, this kind of thing comes only by fasting and prayer. You remember Esther 4.16? Esther fasted for three days with, his, with her people, and he was able to save the whole nation from that wicked man who wanted to kill the Israelites. You remember Saul who became Paul? He fasted for three days, three nights, no food, no water. You find that in Acts chapter 9, verse 9. Jesus Christ says you have to fast. Don't fast for more than seven, three days. When you're not eating and drinking, don't go beyond three days. It will damage your kidney or your liver. Just three days fasting and praying. You can be drinking water. There are many ways to fast. Absolute fast is no water, no food for three days. Or you can drink, you can go seven days with only water. You can even eat fruits for a certain number of days. And guess what? You can even deny yourself of sex. We call it, Paul calls it a name in 1 Corinthians 7, 5, where you, you excuse your wife, you excuse your husband. I need something from God, I'm fasting. So don't come near me. You can pray all night. Exodus 19 verse 15 says, when you are in such a serious sin, don't go near your, your wife. Daniel chapter 6 verse 18. The king never slept the whole night whilst Daniel was in the den of lions and God saved him. Command Satan to leave your family alone. You tell him to leave your children alone. Tell him to leave your marriage alone. Do not insult him. Just tell him, I command you in the name of Jesus, leave me alone. Jude chapter 9. The Bible tells us not to insult Satan, but to just tell him in the name of Jesus to leave you alone. Weapon number five. The words of hymns. I get worried when I hear people singing all kinds of actor songs and see them dancing in the church and the whole church is dancing with them. I am telling you, you can never find this anywhere in the Bible. It is dangerous. It's a trick of the Bible. You know how the hymns were inspired? When you sing Methodist hymn book, how do you feel? When you sing Methodist hymn, how do you feel? When you sing the hymns John Wesley wrote, how do you feel? They were inspired by God. Today we are listening to all kinds of music, and you can't help but to dance. 
We don't even concentrate on God. James 5.13. Sing holy songs. Acts chapter 16, verses 25 to 26. Paul and Silas, they sang all night, and the prison doors shook and were opened. Nothing frightens the devil when two or three Christians gather together to sing hymns of praise. Not actors' song. Not people who are acting and making money with their CDs. I'm not saying all that. I'm not condemning those things. No, but know the song you're buying and know the song you're singing. And sing the hymns because they were inspired by God. Praise God. Praising God in songs resists and repels Satan. Once you begin to sing, the angels of heaven join you, and that brings victory to you. Hymns and praise songs paralyze Satan. Power in the blood. There is power, power, wonder-working power. In the blood of the Lamb, he fears such a song. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. He fears such a song. But you are singing of those street girls who are singing for you and you are dancing and you think, you, you, because they are calling the name of Jesus, they are inspirational. They are not. And they are not gospel songs. Forgive me. I'm telling you the truth. Be careful even of the songs you sing because they can pull demons into your home. Number six, make united prayer with others. Acts chapter 12 verse 5. When Peter was arrested, the whole church came together and they prayed all night. All power I give to you, Jesus says. Matthew 28, 19 to 20. I am with you always. Remember the promise in James chapter 5, verses 13 to 17. Is anyone sick? Let him call for the elders. And let them pray over him, anointing him with oil. And don't forget, anointing is done only on the forehead. You make a cross sign on the forehead. Don't allow anybody to anoint any part of your body. It's unbiblical. And it is happening in the world today when woman, a woman goes to a pastor and says, I can't have a baby. And the pastor will anoint every part of that woman, including every part. You understand my language. May God forgive us. Let a group of Christians attack Satan against any victim and Christ will bring success. I'm appealing to you, form a prayer partner with your wife and pray together. Pray with your wife early in the morning before you come out. Tool number seven, total obedience. Obey God. An obedient child of God is a great threat to Satan, and, to your, and your presence can destroy his works. When you are a child of God, you are a threat to Satan. Acts chapter 5, verse 32. Because you are full of the Holy Spirit, and Satan cannot stand you. All obedient Christians have the Holy Spirit, which is more powerful than, than he that is against you. 1 John 3, 22 says... We receive everything from him because we keep his commandments. Keep the commandments of God. And God will answer your prayers. 1 John chapter 4 verse 4. For he that is in you is greater than he that is against you. Number eight. Have the mind of Christ. Don't bear grudge against anybody. Have the mind of Christ. Have the mind of Christ. And finally, point nine. Prevail in your prayer. 1 Thessalonians 5.17. I will end here. He says, pray without ceasing. I will continue next week and explain further. Pray without ceasing. With these weapons, nine weapons, you will do some wonderful things against Satan.
May God help you. Use these weapons against the enemy who wants to destroy you and see you in hellfire. Jesus and the whole heaven is on your side. I wish you well. Thank you, Father, for telling us what to do with that name, that name Jesus, that blood, that power, the power of the Holy Spirit, the words, your words. Thank you. Help us to be faithful to you, to obey you and to love you and to serve you. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray it. If there is anybody Satan is victimizing, I am praying in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, redeem that person from the hand of the enemy and set him free. If it's sickness, anoint him with the balm of Gilead and bring healing to that soul. In the name of your holy son, my only savior, my master and my God, my savior, Jesus Christ. In his name I pray it. Amen. So my dear friend, just take note of these weapons. Practice them, use them, and you become strong again. God will give you that kind of experience with himself. We still have DVDs and audio CDs that cover every topic we have been sharing with you. And we want you to make your requests and we will send them to you. You know, friend, to keep this program on the air, donations are very, very welcome. Any amount you send in, the Lord will bless you. Next week, the same day, same time, we are coming back with another very important topic. You must be ready. Thank you for watching today's episode of Encounter with Truth with God's servant pastor, Dr. Andrews Lawrence Ewe, an international evangelist. For inquiries, prayer, or counseling, call any of the following numbers on your screen. And remember, your generous financial support is always welcome. Please call us. May God richly bless you. Jesus is coming again.